This episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast is brought to you by the Replanted Conference. Replanted provides a time away for caregivers to be refreshed, equipped, and inspired. To register, visit replantedconference.org. You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. It's for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. The Empowered Parent Podcast is a developmentally informed, trauma-sensitive, connected parenting resource. To learn more, visit OneBigHappyHome.com. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me, as always, are Ryan and Kayla North. Hey, guys. Hey, Chris. I think you said as always last time. So No, I said once again last time. Oh, do you actually track this? No, but I just know what I said. <laughs> <You> just remember. <laughs> because we recorded those episodes just a few days ago, so that's, it's still kind of true. fresh in my memory. <laughs> we, we really are on a, are on a run, run of studio appearances here with the episodes. I think this is our... And not counting the green rooms, I think this is our seventh or eighth thing we record. Seventh? Something like that. The thing we record in the last couple of weeks. So, Sorry, seventh episode. I don't know what seventh thing was supposed to communicate. <laughs> I don't know either. Okay. So I thought it would be fun to have a guest, because we haven't had one since Jason was on here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, joining us uh, all the way from uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, is uh, Kara DeHaan. Hey, Kara. Hi. And uh, just to let uh, our audience know who Kara is, uh, she's a mom of five. She's the founder of The Gathering Well, which is an adoption and foster care support group. She's one of our empowered parent trainers. She's also a TBRI practitioner, a Making Sense of Your Worth facilitator, and she holds a master's degree in education, curriculum, and instruction, which all means she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> and and the, thing, the thing that's not on the bio list there, because I I wrote it that and she did she's also taught what third grade or something for how long fourth grade I did so oh. and she, for how and long? she ran children's it. ministry at, at her church so yes that's true too so she knows how to manage so Lots she's gonna children. so she's gonna be just fine with me and Chris <laughs> <laughs> also something else that was not in her bio is um, she is a homegirl of one Libby North <laughs> Libby's a big fan. Was jealous when she heard that you were going to be on with us tonight. Yeah, I was telling Libby. It's the sweetest thing. Oh, well, I was telling no, it, Libby we were no, having a guest on, and she was like, she was like, "Who is it?" And I started to say, "You don't know," but then I was like, um, "It's Kara." And she's like, "Oh yeah." She's like, "I know Miss Kara. We met in person and on Zoom." And I was like, "Okay, well, well. in person and on Zoom and on Zoom. That's right. Official, it's official. So she's she's a fan." Yeah, yeah, Libby. Yeah, Libby. our relationship is absolutely just as long as yours and ours. That's exactly right. It is. I mean, she was from the beginning. Well, and Karen and I did get to spend like a whole week together because we went through the Making Sense of Your Worth training together. So we got to spend a whole week together in Oklahoma. So I actually know her better than Ryan (laughs) or Libby. (laughs) Wow, I didn't realize this was going to descend into middle school and who knows. totally a contest. (laughs) As Bowling for Soup has famously saying, high school never ends. Never ends, That that is particularly true with men's senses of humor. (laughs) And every wife's like, yep, 
I think it's middle school for men. It is middle school, yeah. yeah every it's not wife, high school. They tops, don't get to high school with their humor. It about 12 years old and yes. then you're done. Yeah, because yeah, every wife who heard me say, yep, my husband loves fart jokes. Exactly. <laughs> fart jokes are still fun. They're hilarious. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm glad we got Kayla North admitting that. Yeah, they are funny. Bathroom humor cracks me up. It, she, it makes me oh. laugh. I mean, it's, Kayla, everybody has it can always laugh been that way? Yes, always. Yeah, see, I can't. I can't laugh at it. Oh, that's so have you, have you ever Have you ever seen the, the first Dumb and Dumber movie? <laughs> okay, maybe that is what the litmus <laughs> test is because I couldn't make it through. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, well, Kayla couldn't make it through because she just thought it was, quote, really stupid. And I'm like, hang in there. And then the whole, you know, laxative in the coffee scene, you know, Oh, no worries. Yeah, it takes oh, hold. Oh, my goodness. I th- we had to pause the movie because <laughs> she was laughing so loud. She did not hear any dialogue. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know what it is about bathroom humor. So we got this um, We got this game. I could venture a guess, but we'll, we'll talk about that maybe oh, in the dear. green room. In the green room. <laughs> we got a game called Cards Against Humanity, which I hear there's like a super inappropriate version of it. We got the family. The original in. version is super inappropriate. That's what I heard. We haven't played that one. We got the family version. But somebody was saying, you know, like, oh, is it okay? And I was like, yeah, it's good. As long as you're okay with bathroom humor, because you're going to get a lot of it in that particular, even in the family edition. And so somebody was like, no, nah, I think maybe I'll pass on that one. And I was like, I don't know. We just... We descend into bathroom jokes at our house a lot, so it's not just middle school boys. Find the humor where you can, because life sucks. Uh, whoa. Good <laughs> <laughs> night, everybody. Wow. <laughs> Encouragement from Chris. You know, okay. <laughs> Allow me to rephrase. Life can be difficult. Wow. I think, Is that better? I think this turned from having you on as a guest, Kara, to seeing oh, audi- auditioning you to be the, the replacement host. <laughs> <laughs> we can't let I'm things just... like that being said. It's a joke. It's a joke. I'm just super thankful that this is the opening topic on my very first podcast. Well, I mean, so thanks. I think we should call it, we should call it. We peel back the curtain one more click on Kayla North. See, Carrie, if we set the bar this low to start oh, with, then we have only up to go. All right, well, let's let's start climbing. We should probably start climbing because we may lose some listeners going, okay, they're talking about bathroom humor. I thought we had some other topic tonight. Hey, you know what? That bathroom humor may be the way you connect with that new foster kid in your in your yeah. home. I tell you, sure. I'm gonna you never get, know. I'm going to get at least one email and somebody saying they had a hard day, but we were talking about fart jokes. <laughs> but they laughed and laughed and laughed and it rescued their days. So. And I haven't heard my kid laugh in a week or something. Like that, right? <laughs> uh, you never know. You never know. That's right. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, on this note, let's start well, climbing. Well, we're not, yeah, we're not here to talk about bathroom humor. We are here to talk about nervous system care. Something uh, from our friends Lisa Qualls and Melissa Corkum that they had in their book, uh, Reclaiming Compassion. And uh, so we thought uh, Kara did a little training about this uh, not too long ago, and she'd be a great person to come on and help with our discussion. Yeah, yeah we, did a, we did a training on, um, on regulation, and, and mm-hmm. we had Kara do the do the training and we, there's so much good information. And, and this was kind of the part that we were like, we didn't get to, it just got touched on. And so we thought, Oh, this would be so fun. We can like just talk a little bit about it. And just like, what is it? Like you hear the term nervous system care, but like, yeah, yeah well, we can create mean? an infinity loop. We can, <laughs> then we can post a link to the training in the episode and in the training, <laughs> post a link to the episode. There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> Do a little loop there. Turner. That's right. There you go. 
Well, what, what kind of struck me was when I was looking over uh, kind of the basics that we're going to talk about here, mm-hmm. this this took me back to a training that Ryan and I did for the Windshape Foundation a few years back where I got to talk about um, things you can do for your kids to help regulate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, sleep, drink more water, <laughs> nutrition and exercise. I'm like, this is all stuff we've talked about before. We just never talked about it necessarily for us. Uh-huh. So, so, so it's interesting about that. If you Google, what are the four best things I can do for my health? Those four things <laughs> right. will, will return. I know. Yeah, it's true. I, I think what hit me when I was pulling the presentation together was somewhere in our minds, and maybe this is Midwest nice, where I grew up, I'm not totally <laughs> sure. But we've kind of decided that you can almost have this kind of sacrificial giving mm-hmm. where I, I so totally neglect my own needs because look who I'm serving. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. almost in kind of a valiant kind of way. Yeah. Um, but tell you what, it's good for zero people, right? When the caregiver... <laughs> isn't taking care of themselves, it is good for zero people. And like those first four things that you talked about, Chris, we know that, everybody knows that, like the world knows those things. So they're simple, but do we do it? Right, right. Right. And they're not, they're simple, but they're not easy because you have to, it's one more thing you have to remember to do, Mm -hmm. right? It's like Mm -hmm. one more thing you have to like, when you're, when you're busy and you have kids who have some pretty big behaviors and some big trauma and you're trying to, you know, navigate all of that, you feel like it's the last thing you have time to do is think about, man, let's get some exercise today. Let me make sure I can you yeah. know, go for a walk today. Yeah. You're thinking, let's just get through today. Let's figure out yeah. how I can manage, you know? I mean, it's just like, we just, we put ourselves on the back burner because, not because we don't care about ourselves, but I think it's just because we're so focused on our kids and we like mm-hmm. hyper focus on them. Yeah. 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 I was just going to say we hyper focus on them, but, but in, in the sense in that it becomes almost noble, mm. right? Because mm-hmm. we, because we go, Oh look, I'm totally devoted to helping my child heal. And, and I think it's not just Midwestern nice. I think it's, I think it's, it's Bible belt nice too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. In that, in that we, we somehow believe the lie that if we're not killing ourselves in the service to the Lord, we're not doing it right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what about yokes and burdens being easy and light? And then it's like, you see people short circuit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, you know, you, Kaylee, you said it's not easy. Um, and, and I hope that in the, in the conversation, because literally the planning for this episode was, hey, you want to come on and talk about these things. But I would hope that in the context of this, of this conversation, we can give some practical tips on how you can start to doing mm-hmm. these simple but not, but not easy things. Because they have to, because, because what I've realized in my own life, it has, you have to form habits. Mm-hmm. You can't yes. just you can't just every day decide to do it because well, and the thing is you've already formed habits whether you meant to or not yeah so totally. I think the first part is recognizing what habits you're already in and seeing what you can maybe you know tweak or flip to instill those better habits well, I, I th- in, their, in their place I mean I would suggest that you almost have to have like the mentality of somebody's in a recovery program mm. and that is I recognize that I have a problem and I am powerless over that problem. Mm. I'll give you an example. We don't get a lot of great sleep. We were doing better. Kaylee even programmed the Alexa to turn the lights off mm. at 1 a.m. But that's good, pretty good for us. But then, but, then, but then Netflix dropped the Lincoln Lawyer. And we're like, it's 2 o'clock. We can't start another episode. Can't do another one. I know. We're, 
We, yeah, there, there's some of these that I think I do really well and some of these that I don't do well at all. Just when I'm looking, it, even if I'm, you know, so I guess, you know, I'm looking at a list of these, but what are some, let's, I guess we should say what the nervous system care, sure. what some of those things are. So uh, the first four, I, I already mentioned, sleep, drink more water, exercise, and improve your nutrition. And then the other four is redefine success, pause, and I'm not. I'm not putting in a pause there. I'm, that's literally what the what, what the uh, the item is. Uh, and then practice gratitude, and finally mindfulness. Yeah, and I think you know as we look at these things, we see, um, you know, as we we talk about all of these, some of them are for our for our physical body, right? And mm-hmm. being physically, our bodies need to be able to care for our kids, and we have to care for our own nervous system. You know, the book that you know, some of these came from is Reclaim Compassion, which is talking about blocked care. You know, mm-hmm. we had Melissa on with that, talking about blocked care. And a lot of times, you know, we're not doing the basic things for ourselves mm-hmm. because we have been so mm-hmm. hyper-focused on our kids um, and their physical needs too. You know, I'm like, I, I have friends who are great about getting their kids to drink water, but themselves don't drink water, you know? Um, I'm pretty good about drinking water, but not only probably in the last five or six years. Mm. I used to get up in the morning and drink a Coke first thing in the morning. And, you know, then I would have another one by 10 a.m. And then I'd have another one around noon. You know, when I was teaching third grade, my students knew, like, Tell mom to bring Mrs. North a, a Sonic Coke in the drive-through line. Like no, no apples for Mrs. North. No, I, don't bring her healthy stuff. She wants oh, the Coke. Can I just can I just say something about that? Because of all these things, um, sleep, drink water, exercise, improve nutrition. Um, those are some of those things you can Google that, right? Yeah. So, so right. I think I think that second line of redefined success, pause, mindfulness, and practice gratitude is probably the stuff that, that, that we really need to talk about because, mm-hmm. because one of the things that drives me bonkers, and if I may use drives me bonkers, it sounds like something a small child would say, but one of the things that really drives me bonkers is when parents tell me that, they're, that, that, that the children are, have no gratitude, they're ungrateful people, but these people also complain constantly. And I'm like, here's <laughs> why that's a problem. Our Libby, who we already mentioned, your good friend, Libby North. <laughs> My um, friend, yes. I love you, Libby. She, if she's in the car on the rare occasion that Kayla makes a sonic stop now, will yell across her mother's shoulder, large Coke, easy ice. She even has the cadence with which Kayla orders her Coke. She learned that on the back seat. She was two when she said that. that it was, I think it was, it was when she was two, and I heard her say that for the first time, that I was like, Oh, I order those too many times well, too often. But, but, but I think that when we talk about the, <laughs> I think, awesome. I think the combination of mindfulness and practicing gratitude, we have to really pay attention to how much we complain about stuff all of the time. Mm-hmm. And then we get onto our kids about it. Um, and so, you know, something that, that I feel like I'm more committed to now as, as I'm getting older is like, do I want my kids to be the guy in the mirror? Mm. And, and some days the answer is just no. Yeah, and some days it's like, yeah. I mean, I don't think it'd be bad if they did this, you know. <laughs> right. But but if we want our children to be grateful, we have to practice gratitude, right? I watched a guy today said the first thing they do every morning is they get up, and he and his wife will um, will do some stretches and meditation together, and before they leave, um, they'll pray together, and then they will talk for like five minutes about all the things in their lives that they're grateful for. Mm-hmm. 
before they even start the day. And nobody else is up in the house. They get up in the morning before the kids get up. And nobody goes to the office. Nobody engages anything until they've sat and looked each other in the eye and said, well, this is what we're grateful for today. Mm. So it changed yeah. their family. Mm-hmm. Well, there's all kinds of studies out there that show that practicing gratitude on a regular basis makes you a happier person. Yeah. So. so. I mean, this, this is what we're talking about every time we talk about rewiring our children's brains, right? It's yeah. rewiring our brain. When I get to a difficult spot, how do I think about that? What are my words mm. to my kids when mm-hmm. we're in the car and they can see that I'm getting stressed, right? Um, when they see things aren't going well, how do I handle that? My kids are absolutely watching these things, right? Oh, for we sure. are their model. And we can tell them something or we can show them. And those are two entirely different things. And they definitely pick up more of what we show them than what we tell them. (laughs) Of course they do. (laughs) They are listening to us, but um, they're also watching us and seeing everything we do, you know, which can can be good or bad. You know, just thinking about that, I, you know, last night I was trying to program a smart light. Now, I felt really stupid trying to program this light. I had bought, you know, this this light bulb and I thought, oh, I'm going to put this in the living room and, and I go in and I'm doing the app and all this stuff. And I kid you not, I was like almost in tears. Prime day like, victim. You what? You're a prime day victim. Prime day victim. Just yes. bought a box of smart light bulbs. She's a victim oh. of poor instruction. Uh, yeah, no, no, I was following them. I don't know what was going on. Me, me, pick me. It, no, I'm not picking you. Um, because he finally programmed it. And I, and I can tell you, I'll tell you why I was able to program it and you weren't. Well, I just, let me finish okay. my story first. So my, so the, Real thing is not whether I programmed them or not. It was just that as I'm as I am trying to program it, I'm getting frustrated. I'm going through it, and it keeps giving me the unable to connect, unable to connect signal at the end. And my little Libby comes over next to me, and she puts her arm around me, and she rubs my back. Mm. She goes, "Just breathe with me, mommy. Take a deep oh. breath." <laughs> and I was like. And I just looked at her and I was like, stop that. And, and then we both just started laughing, you know. But it was exactly what I needed because clearly she's been what, like that's what I do when my kids are frustrated. Mm-hmm. I come over, I give them some comfort. I tell them to breathe with me, you know, and it works. But in that moment, it just made me laugh because it was so cute and it was adorable. And because I told Ryan that and he was like, why'd you tell her to stop? And I was like, no, no, it was funny. We were laughing about it. Like, and she just starts cracking up, you know. This is why one of her nicknames is the Adorbsy. (laughs) Yes. Um, But that's something she's just, I mean, I never told her, hey, when somebody gets upset. Because she's observed it. Yeah. I I didn't tell her when somebody gets upset, go help with them breathe and and rub their back. She just... Watch what Here's the big done. medicine, though. Our kids' lack of gratitude that we compla- complain about might be because that's what they've observed. Mm-hmm. Very possibly. Yeah, it stinks, yeah. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, looking in the mirror and just stinks. Yeah, I know. This is, this is like, like the cleanest rating ever. On, so it, stinks. <laughs> it stinks. Yes, it stinks. It does mm-hmm. not suck. It stinks. <laughs> now, I do, I do have to say that Mrs. North, it was not anything other than she was, as she was getting, getting frustrated... Um, she bailed because her and Tyler gave me the phone with the app and I just sat and I just left it on, on, the, on the table 
until it worked. I didn't just like dump out of it because, and I wasn't even thinking about you. I didn't know you had tried, but our son is very impatient. If it doesn't like work now, mm. he's disinterested. And I'm like, well, I'm going to try just like hanging in here for two minutes. <laughs> and, and that's what did it. And so I think that's the other thing though, is when we become overwhelmed, we become impatient. Mm. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's the only reason I bring that up. But then what happens is when our children become overwhelmed, they become impatient mm-hmm. And then they get generally don't get a kind parent in response to that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's I think part of that that mindfulness that I'm, that, we're, that we're talking about. I love how Kurt Thompson defines that: pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that we mm-hmm. really need to pay attention to the things we do because for most of us we don't. Mm. And I think that segues nicely into one of the other points here of pause. I think that's mm-hmm. where you could pay attention, right? Like if you can catch yourself in that moment, take a breath. Mm-hmm. Like what we was trying to do with you, Kayla, you know, she was trying to calm, help mom calm, right? Yes. And yeah. so I think they go hand in hand, right? Like if I can realize before I'm about to say what I'm about to say, that that's not a good idea, <laughs> Yeah. both in the short and likely the long term, then I can... Because I'm paying attention, right? Which in the moment is the hardest thing to do. Is absolutely the oh, hardest absolutely. thing to do. Yeah. So. Well, and I think. I think it's that. Go ahead, oh, Kara. Okay. I think there's I, like a delay. I think it's that, <laughs> it's that space between our initial response, like our initial thought mm. and our response. Yes. Right? Because that, that, that thought that comes really quick Right? That, that's kind of old Kara, how I don't want a parent anymore. And that's still in me, yep. right? Yeah. And it rears its ugly head, ugly head, and I just had to like expect it a little bit. Okay, nope, that's not how we do it now. Yeah. Right? This is the direction we're going. And uh, tell you what, there are so many things in our home that have increased me to, you know, my highest levels of frustration. Mm. Yeah. That when I go back over it at the end of the day, I recognize it was me not doing that pause. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, same yeah. thing with the kids. Like we tell them, you can only control your reaction. X, Y, Z is going to happen. How are you going to handle this? Right? Yep. I need to be saying that to myself all day long. Right. I can expect this piece to be hard because yeah. it's often hard. How am I going to handle it? Yeah. yeah. And I think. I don't know. I think in the book too, they also, you know, in, in Reclaim Compassion, they were talking about this from a place of like having a negative bias. Mm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we kind of sometimes go into um, a situation with a negative bias. And so our initial reaction is they're doing what they've always done. Uh Right. And so if we go into every situation going, this is, you know, like, like some people have, have decided that their child is defiant. And so they're going to go into a situation assuming their child's being defiant instead of looking at it as maybe this is fear driven. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's where the mindfulness part comes in. Right. Well, and the, and the pause before we respond to be able to like pause and go, what's happening here? Like, it's not what I'm pre pro. It's not that negative bias that I have that my child is always defiant, but instead my child is having a fearful moment and I need to come in. You know, um, we had today, we had a situation where, um, we've got our little one who is, you know, watching as her older siblings all become teenagers. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. 
they're all, you know, it, there's the, there's a pattern, right? At some point they all get the headphones and want to wear the headphones all the time and kind of ignore everybody. And she's watching as her roommate and her older sister is starting to hit that, you know, she just turned 15. And so today we were having this, um, you know, she comes in and she is just our, the 10 year old, she is just so angry and you can just see like steam coming out of her ears. And she's like, just tell her to take those headphones off and play with me. And, you know, and you, and the frustration is like, gosh, she's being so bossy. Why, why are you being so bossy? But when I was able to kind of like pause for a second and I was like, she's feeling really rejected. Like yep. she's feeling mm -hmm. hurt because her sister has these headphones on. Now, her sister got the headphones today, like she bought them and they came today and like she was super excited. So it wasn't like, yeah, I mean, it was complicated. you know, it was complicated. But what I realized was when I paused and took a second, instead of going, hey, why are you being so bossy and rude? And like her voice and her tone, she came in just like screaming and all Guns frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was able to kind of take a pause, I was like, oh, she's feeling really rejected. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's feeling like this mm -hmm. is her best buddy. And she's afraid that what's going to happen is the same thing that's happened with her other siblings as they've gotten older and mm -hmm. not wanted to play with her because she's still little. And so when I could pause and see her feelings in the matter, like I could go, oh, sweet girl, you're feeling really mm -hmm. sad. You're feeling really, really disappointed that she's not playing with you. Right. And she's like. Yes, and then she just then the tears just came right, and it was like, oh, well, we hit it. It's that it's that Ted Lasso quote from the first episode of the first season. You know, it's worse than being sad, being sad and being alone, mm. right? Like 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 being like being lonely is like a, like like I can do it now because I'm just getting older. But probably until I was about forty five, I couldn't go to a movie by myself. Oh man, um, I don't like me, I don't like being alone. <laughs> If you know, if if I travel without Kayla, uh, I'll mm. pull the other pillows in the bed and put them next to me, like there's somebody else in the bed next to me. Um, I I was laying the other night. I, I went and lay down. I wasn't feeling great, and I went and lay down uh, before everybody else went to bed. And Libby came upstairs and she took the, as you might imagine, large quantity of throw pillows on my bed, and ran them all along my back, so she, so I could quote feel like Mama was there with me. <laughs> it was very cute. I came in and I was like, why are the pillows all lined up in the middle of the bed like that? And, and, and then one of the dogs jumped on the bed and started acting inappropriately, mercifully with my comforter covered leg. And she said, Daddy. Uh, and, she, and she's like, Daddy, you, I got the pillow so you can pretend like mama's there, but I am sorry that snow cone's humping your leg. <laughs> oh my gracious. We have really devolved. We started oh. off the episode with bathroom humor and talking no, about I th I think, our I think strange dog behavior. I think that's what people listen because we're real about it. <laughs> it's a perfectly natural function of a canine. Um, not like a 90-year-old female. <laughs> um, anywho, um, point, point being that we do have to pay attention to our actions. Mm. We do have to pause. I love that pause, right? When you read the Psalms, is it the mm. sailor, right? Mm -hmm. Like, does it mean yes. stop and think about it, right, or so, something like that? You know, our pastor doesn't doesn't say that. He'll go, ma, 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 and that's his way of saying just stop and think about what I just said. But I don't mm. think we stop and think about it enough mm -hmm. because because we live in a world where there's like. Um, like we have like a handful of shows that we watch religiously 
then people are like, do you watch the show? I'm like, no, never even heard of it. Mm. And I feel like we spend a lot of time watching TV. And then, you know, we're, we're, we're go, go, go people. And so the laptops are open a lot. And, um, and I don't think we have a pause, but we did something this last week that I was pretty pleased with. And I think that I hope will become a habit of ours is that we didn't turn the TV, we turned the TV off and laid in bed and read. Mm. And that was so good because, yeah. because, because the book Kayla was reading, um, was a fiction book. And so that got her to the brink of tears. The next chapter would get her crying. Uh, and the book that I was reading was just really insightful in, in understanding the direct correlation between low serotonin levels and just a lot of, of, of the issues that are and the struggles that our kids have, but also the correlation mm. between living in adverse environments like b- below the poverty line, mm. right? You're going to have low serotonin if you're living in that environment. And so, and so I'd never thought about that before um, because it does create like a, a circular, it, yeah. a downward spiral. And so sure. I think we should do that more. Um, watching TV is easy, mm. but forming good habits are hard. Yep. I think we can all agree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah, and we have to care for ourselves. In whatever ways, mm. you know, whatever ways we can. I had was talking about, you know, this with some moms the other day, just caring for ourselves. And one of the things that um, one of the moms said was, she was like, I just don't know, like, I, I don't know where to start. Like, I just feel overwhelmed when I start thinking about it. And I said, you start with one thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. You can't try and go, oh my gosh, I need to eat better and I need to exercise and I need to do this yes. and I've got to be mindful. and I've Because yeah, you'll do none. You'll do none of it yeah. because yeah. you'll feel overwhelmed. Yeah. You yeah. start with one thing and you say, what's one easy thing that I can do that I'm already sort of doing and I'm just going to do better? Mm. Like, let's yeah. start with something like, you know, I drink, you know, 60 ounces of water a day. I'm going to try for 80 ounces today, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm already drinking some. I'm just going to aim for a little bit more and, and start there. And then, then you can start adding in things because otherwise it becomes overwhelming because you think, oh, you know, I can't care for my, myself. Well, this sounds like a great piece of advice a 15 year old daughter gave to my father. Mm. She said, if you want to be healthier, you have to stop eating less of the bad foods but you have to start eating more of the good foods. Yeah. Which, which sounds really simple and childlike, but it's so profound. Mm. You can't just do less of the things that are harmful to you. You actually have to, over time, get rid of the things that are harmful to you so that you can amplify the things that are healthy for you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but old mm-hmm. habits die hard. Yep. Right? And, 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 and there's just so much that keeps sucking us back and keeps us stuck, which is why you have to be intentional. And the other thing that I, that I would say about this is that you really need somebody who's, who's going to either in some combination of encourage you and, and maybe ask you some accountability questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Like, Tell like, somebody oh, you're wanting to do something different. Right, like, 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 like um, a few weeks ago, Kayla said, hey, I've got to get back on the wagon with, with the health program she was on, the, the chain that tracks your macros and does some exercise. And I said, okay, so you're telling me this. What happens if I see you eating something I know you shouldn't eat? Can I just say, you're back on the wagon? Like, like, like the, the, that's almost innocuous. There's no condemnation. There isn't, you said you weren't going to eat that. It's just, hey, we're back on the wagon. Um, yeah. and, and I think that I had done that once yeah. in the last like month. Because, and not because it was so powerful, but I think just knowing that there's somebody who's going to gently steer you back Mm, mm -hmm. is so valuable, right? It's so valuable. 
Well, there was one other item I wanted to touch on before we wrap up, and that was, it's something that we've talked about before, but redefining success. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, this goes back to something we've, we talk about over and over and over again. It's expectations. Yeah. Like, when yeah. a child comes into our home, no matter how they come into our home, we have certain expectations, whether we voice them or not. And when our expectations aren't met, we're, we feel that we're not being successful. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. when we're working with kids from hard places, you can't have those same expectations that you might have otherwise. Right. And so yeah. I think that's where so many of our parents, you know, that's where we've gotten hung up before is sure. we didn't even yeah. realize we had certain expectations. And then when they weren't met, we, we feel like failures. So again, as part of that goes, the thing I've always said, be, be the detective of your child, you know, learn what's working for them, what doesn't work for them. And, you know, you may have to, kick things down a couple notches in your expectations to you know, give them a win every now and then. And Hey, we didn't have a meltdown until I think you said that before, Kate, we didn't have a meltdown before noon today. All right. Yes, exactly. You know, that's, that's redefined. Success. Everybody's sleeping under the roof tonight. That's yeah. Right. Well, I, no. you know, I know you want to wrap it up, but I just want to say one sentence in response to that. Um, is this redefining of success? That is something that is really hard mm. for us to do because all the pressure of what success looks like, comes from the outside world. It's constantly confronting you. Every time you open your social media, every time you turn on the television, you realize that all the TV shows that have lots of ratings have handsome men driving Ferraris. Uh, you know, just the success looks a certain way in, in the world. But but Gary Vaynerchuk is not really somebody in this, he's not in the space at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that that it doesn't matter how much how much money you have or what you have, by worldly standards of success. If you wake up every morning and you're excited to greet the new day, your life's a success. You, you, I don't care how much money you make. Mm. And I think that that's really interesting is like, am I excited that I get to, to parent those kids today? Or I'm like, God, I hope they sleep till now. <laughs> <laughs> right, I mean, that's, that's a question for us. Oh, and and I, think- I think realistically... You know, any day could be either one of those. Oh, I, I agree. Yes. There have been days this yes. week when, when, I mean, I was quoting myself from Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> when I and think, I think oh, go ahead. For, <laughs> Kayla, we get thoughts at the same time. I know. We're just that attuned to one another across the country. Mm. I, I think that for the weary caregiver who does wake up with that load still on their chest, yeah. For them to know that success means they don't lose it. Mm. Yeah. That's that's maybe where the bar is for them at that point. I know Eric and I found ourselves in a real bad rut for a while at night. We would almost have this show and tell session with one another <laughs> before we got into bed about all the horrible things that happened. And that just gets you in a great mood <laughs> and makes you feel like... <laughs> You just really like want to shut just, down your brain and go to sleep now because yes, now you're thinking about all the horrible it. things. Yes, <laughs> totally, right? We're nailing it as parents. Oh, my goodness, they're all going to want tons of children in their family because look at what we're doing. And no, it's the opposite. It's like, why? where are all the children? We know we have multiple of them. Why are they all leaving our home? We had to decide that our success was how we handled the hard things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so when Eric can look at me across the dinner table 
and see someone heating up and me handling it well and I can get a wink from him, that's like pennies in my emotional bank, right? Mm. Or dollars or whatever. Um, yeah. I need to know that he is seeing me do well and he needs to know that I'm seeing him doing well. Mm. And when the two of us are on track, like those are the most solid parts of our marriage. And that has nothing to do, honestly, with where our kids' behaviors are at. It's yeah. how, how we're handling this as a couple. Well, and I think that, that as parents, we often do define our success as parents based on our kids' behaviors. Mm. Totally. And if we do that, then, then every day we're going to think, I'm a failure. To the grocery store. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I, I'm completely a failure because my kids aren't doing this. But when I define my success based on what I can do, what can I do? I mm -hmm. can care for myself. What can I do? Mm -hmm. I can keep it cool most of the time with my children. Not a hundred percent. Testify. <laughs> but we can. We have to define success. Not like I can't control whether my kids go to college. I can't control whether my kids, you know, uh, follow a path that I would choose for them. I can't control whether my kids are kind to people. I can't control. All I can control is me and my response mm -hmm. and what I'm modeling and what how I'm reacting to them. And if I'm yeah. doing that well or the best that I can, if I'm trying, I'm being intentional about it, then I think that's success. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. but that's hard mm -hmm. to remember, especially when things are not going well and you're, you're struggling. For sure. Well, uh, listeners, we hope that we've given you guys uh, some, some practical tips on how to perhaps uh, put into practice some of these aspects of self-care. And Kara, thanks so much for joining us. Really loved having you on for the conversation. It was totally my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Bye, Kara. Bye, Kara. Bye, friends. Thanks tell Libby I love her. Okay, I will. <laughs> we, we won't tell her. We'll just play her that clip. <laughs> and to everyone out there, thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss in the podcast, you can email us at podcast.onebighappyhome.com. Please like and share the podcast with your friends and family, and you can find us on your favorite social platforms by searching for One Big Happy Home. For our supporters, we have a special episode after the episode called The Green Room right after this, so keep on listening. If you'd like to become a supporter, you can visit podcast.onebighappyhome.com. Thanks for listening.